welcome to Shedding Starlight, your guide to the Kingdom Hearts mythos. This week, we're going to discuss the contents of the passage found in the lab seen in the end of the world, which includes Heartless, the Realm of Darkness, and its Door of Darkness, as well as Kingdom Hearts itself. While the author of this passage didn't leave any sort of name, we can theorize reliably that it was Ansem who wrote this after all. In his twelfth report, Ansem writes, To get to the realm of darkness, one must go through the doors of Kingdom Hearts, the place where the world's hearts connect. Beyond this world is a place in which darkness reigns. Details shall be archived in a separate report. So chances are, this separate report mentioned is the passage found at World Terminus, since it discusses these exact topics he mentioned. So let's comb through this passage and cross-reference it to other material of the first Kingdom Hearts game, so that next time you come across this text, you can understand what it's trying to convey. We're going to rearrange and organize the sentences since these ramblings don't originally have that great of a flow. The opening and closing sentences of this passage are as follows. Ones born of the heart and darkness, devoid of hearts, ravage all worlds and bring desolation. And, ones born of heart and darkness, hunger for every heart until the dark door opens. Here, Ansem is encouraging the heartless to consume hearts. And based on his 11th report, he's not just encouraging the heartless to take the hearts of people, but specifically the hearts of worlds. Opening the door to the world's heart causes its walls to crumble. I know the catalyst of the collapse, the appearance of the heartless. However, it will take time to search out the world's doors and to retrieve each heart. This is why Ansem is at Destiny Islands in the beginning of the game. I've come to see the door to this world. The surface of this game might lead you to believe it was Maleficent and the other Disney villains who were responsible for the stars blinking out. But they were really only interested in the princesses of heart or ruling over their own worlds. Ansem is the reason all these worlds were falling to darkness, since he used the Heartless to take and collect their hearts. So why does Ansem want the hearts of worlds? It seems to be the necessary steps to his goal of Kingdom Hearts, as he further writes in the World Terminus passage, Seize all hearts and consummate the great heart, all hearts to be one, one heart to encompass all. And, realize the destiny, the realm of Kingdom Hearts. Ansem and Maleficent call Kingdom Hearts the heart of all worlds, so it seems that Kingdom Hearts is quite literally a fusion or accumulation of all these stolen hearts, and this destiny mentioned is being realized through this union. In our episode about realms, we discussed that the realm of Kingdom Hearts is likely in reference to the realm of darkness, rather than being its own realm. If this is true, then that makes sense of what Ansem continues to write in the World Terminus passage. Progeny of darkness, come back to the eternal darkness. And, none shall pass but shadows, returning to the darkness. After collecting hearts of worlds, Ansem is now encouraging the heartless to return to the realm of darkness. That, or possibly that the hearts themselves, now overcome with darkness, return to that realm to join with Kingdom Hearts. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. 
Whether the World Terminus passage is referring to Heartless or the hearts they stole from worlds, either way, it still seems that the stolen hearts go to the Realm of Darkness to unite with Kingdom Hearts. However, along with the idea of Kingdom Hearts being located in the Realm of Darkness, there is also the question of whether Kingdom Hearts itself consists of light or darkness, as the World Terminus passage implies both. The Great Darkness sealed within the Great Heart. But later it writes, the door to darkness to seal the light. That being said, Sora in the end saying, Kingdom Hearts is light! in a final reveal is probably reliable thematically-wise for showing definitively what Kingdom Hearts truly contains. In the discussion portion of our Realms episode, we mentioned the dark silhouette of a heart surrounding the Door of Darkness that appears after defeating Ansem's final form, and we questioned whether or not that was Kingdom Hearts. But the fact that this silhouette is seen outside the Door of Darkness, when Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be sealed within, might be an indication that it is not Kingdom Hearts after all. If that's the case though, it's beyond interesting that Kingdom Hearts, the energy source that Ansem and Maleficent believes holds untold wisdom, the very reason that all these worlds were destroyed is not seen once in the entire game. The World Terminus passage also references the Princesses of Heart as well as the keyhole they create. For the Heart of Light shall unseal the path, seven hearts, one keyhole, one key to the door. This could be in reference to something we discussed in our episode on Realms, how Ansem was able to reach the door to darkness after being pulled into the keyhole created by the Princesses of Heart. But interestingly, it continues onward to the two keyblades wielded by Sora and Mickey, the Door of Darkness, tied by two keys. This isn't said in the first Kingdom Hearts game itself, but Mickey's keyblade is called the Kingdom Key D, short for Dark Side. Other materials say this keyblade is the dark side of the Kingdom Key, as its color scheme, gold with a silver handle, is the opposite of Sora's keyblade, which is silver with a gold handle but it might also refer to the dark side of the door, in other words, the realm of darkness, where Mickey seems to have obtained this keyblade in the first place. Mickey himself in this first Kingdom Hearts game has an interesting role, though one might not think it at first since he's barely in it. We stated earlier that Ansem was the one responsible for the worlds falling to darkness and the stars blinking out. Mickey says to Donald in the letter he left behind that he went to find the solution to the stars blinking out, so Mickey is unknowingly working to prevent Ansem's axe. This is interesting because Mickey and Ansem met long ago, and this meeting is debatably the catalyst for Ansem's actions. He writes in his ninth report, Simply astonishing, today I had a guest from another world. He is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. We talked for countless hours, but one story in particular caught my interest, that of a key called the Keyblade. So Mickey seems to be the one who told Ansem about the Keyblade in the first place. But the question is, did Mickey tell Ansem specifically about these two keys mentioned in the World Terminus Passage? 
Or did Ansem come to this discovery himself in his studies about the Door of Darkness? If Mickey is responsible for Ansem's discoveries, then it's fitting he returns in time to fix this mistake. Either way, Mickey himself seems to also have a lot of knowledge in this subject matter. He was not only able to enter the Realm of Darkness without the Door of Darkness, but he also magically reached out to Riku when he ended up in this realm. So Ansem isn't the only one who had knowledge of the Realm of Darkness, its door, and the two keys tied to it. So, let's shoot through this passage once more, and this time, we will approach it in order. Ones born of the heart and darkness, devoid of hearts, ravage all worlds and bring desolation. Ansem is encouraging the heartless to take the hearts of worlds. Seize all hearts and consummate the great heart. Take the hearts so Ansem can create kingdom hearts with them. All hearts to be one, one heart to encompass all. Kingdom Hearts is composed of the hearts of worlds. Realize the destiny, the realm of Kingdom Hearts. By bringing these hearts together, Kingdom Hearts will come to fruition. The great darkness sealed within the great heart. Ansem believes Kingdom Hearts has darkness within it. Progeny of darkness come back to the eternal darkness. Either Ansem believes the heartless will return to the realm of darkness, or the hearts they take will do so. For the heart of light shall unseal the path. Seven hearts, one keyhole, one key to the door. The princesses of heart create a keyhole that leads to the door of darkness. The door of darkness tied by two keys. Obviously, the large white doors and Sora and Mickey's keyblades related to it. The door to darkness to seal the light. The large white doors being the path to kingdom hearts. None shall pass but shadows returning to the darkness. Again, either the Heartless, or the hearts they take which Ansem suspects contain darkness, passing through the Door of Darkness. Ones born of the heart and darkness, hunger for every heart until the dark door opens. Ansem is again encouraging the Heartless to take hearts, until he's finally able to access Kingdom Hearts. While this passage found at World Terminus may at first seem like mindless, repetitive rambling, it actually gives us great insight into Ansem's motives, Mickey's role, and most importantly, what Kingdom Hearts is. Welcome back, everyone, to Shedding Starlight. We are talking about the passage we found at World Terminus during Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm here with Mel. Say hello, Mel. Hello. How are you doing today, Mel? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode. This is Me too. I think this I think for me, this was the episode that I was have been very excited for. But patient, yeah. but excited. Yeah, I was reading through this script the first time and I'm like, all right, this is the juicy shit. This is like what we've been leading up to this whole time. This is like what all that prelude was for. It's for this. Now we have exactly. all of the context for, for this. And Mel is a master crafter in that way for the order of episodes and, and everything. All the Thank scripts. You. Thank um, you. 
So, yeah, we just went literally line by line through this whole thing because without context, it's literally just like darkness, heart, light, keys, seal the light, door to darkness (laughs) a billion times. And it's just really hard to parse without like literally breaking it down. Um, this guy's fucking crazy, dude. He is fucking <laughs> crazy. Fucking crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think I don't really have a great, like, like segue into a, a good opener or anything. But I, I'm glad that some of the questions that I had for this script, I see that other people had as well. So let me just get into my first little point here. I just mm-hmm. wanted to clear up the very first thing I wrote down um, is that at one point he uses Door to Darkness and Kingdom Hearts interchangeably. So, like, the quote is, to get to the realm of darkness, one must go through the doors of Kingdom Hearts. But that's, like, wrong, right? I There's no doors what? to Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is inside the doors. Yes, I think that's what he means. I think he means that not that it's like the door opens and you're in Kingdom Hearts, like buckle yeah. up. I think it's more yeah. like, <laughs> like this is the this is the door to Mel. You open the door to get to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I think the door. Yeah, the doors of Kingdom Hearts. Because I think that was also like the way that they kind of. I just rewatched the the part of the ending cutscene for um, Ansem versus. Sora at the end when they're talking mm. about Kingdom Hearts because they're talking about Kingdom Hearts and Sora's like Kingdom Hearts is light and then the doors open so like in my mind I think like without having read all of these reports when I was younger I didn't I thought that was Kingdom Hearts like those doors yeah. like it literally was Kingdom Hearts right there but that's obviously not true um yeah so but just I, clearing very that understandable to think that it's very understandable yeah. to think that Okay, so I made that one clarification. Door of Darkness, Kingdom Hearts, yes. doors, blah, blah, blah. So then this whole, I kind of, after this, <laughs> made my own just to me map it out in my mind. Uh, given that this is Ansem talking, the, the goal here, the whole thought process that Ansem goes through during the arc of the Kingdom Hearts game He makes Heartless to destroy the worlds, to collect the hearts of those worlds, to make Kingdom Hearts, which is a literal kingdom of world hearts, to find true wisdom slash true nirvana. Right? Did I get it right? I would say mostly right. I just don't know if I would, ironically, which is so fucking annoying, but I Uh don't know if, if I would say... At least with the knowledge that we have right now, especially you and I's knowledge, like considering the entire of the series, uh-huh. I don't know if I would say Kingdom Hearts is an actual kingdom. Maybe right. like, a, like a in in my cluster. in my context, I'm just thinking of it as a collection, a kingdom mm. being okay. a, a collection. So not like a okay. literal kingdom with a, a royalty <laughs> and everything, but like. <laughs> Um, yeah, just a collection is the word I should have used there. Um, then yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you got it. Cool. Great. 
Way to I'm, summarize everything we've talked about within yeah. like four, four episodes worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on episode seven, we finally we finally got there. Um, Speaking of, like, the collection of hearts and, like, a, you know, we talked about the accumulation or unite, you, you, unification, unison, Union? unification of hearts. Uh-huh. One thing that never clicked with me up until now is that that is so similar to the way the princesses of hearts, when they took out the princesses of hearts, hearts, and combined them, they created that black goth keyblade, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I never really pieced it together that that is kind of similar to what Ansem is implying with Kingdom Hearts, is these hearts coming together, uniting, and forming something else through that union and i just never pieced that connection and that similarity or parallel together and i think that is so interesting yeah it's like uh it's very parallel actions happening yes yes absolutely and speaking oh speaking of okay speaking of the princesses of heart i wrote um yeah last I don't remember if it was the last episode, honestly. (laughs) Uh But previously, we talked about the keyhole, I think it was last episode, that Ansem went through Uh at Hollow Bastion to reach the Door of Darkness. And you asked me if that could happen to any world keyhole. And I I feel like I was just like, I don't know, probably any world. You started started talking about how... Hollow Bastion is a weird world that is very mysterious that we don't really know a whole lot about. That's the... Uh, I relate to that so much. Passing <laughs> is so smart. But I really... Now I really, really do hold on to the idea that... Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My thought process is, is that if Ansem says the princesses of heart can create a keyhole that leads to the door of darkness, he says this in his world terminus passage, then, first of all, part of me even... I don't even think I really realized this, but I wonder if the keyhole that the princesses of heart made is a completely different fucking keyhole than the one that belongs to Hollow Bastion. I didn't even, like, really piece that together until, like, just now. Sorry. Yeah. There might be some fans that are, like... Duh. But, like, come <laughs> some slack here. Come some slack. But, like, you know, so in that case, it might be a complete coincidence that it was Hollow Bastion, because uh-huh. maybe that's just where Maleficent decided to bring all of the princesses of heart. Doesn't he say where the keyhole is in one of his reports? Like, he says that the shadow led him to the some part of the castle or so, something like that? In that report, he's talking about Hollow Bastion's keyhole itself. He's not talking about the separate keyhole that the Princesses of Heart summoned. So right. that's what I'm trying to get at. I think those are two different keyholes. One of them just belongs to Hollow Bastion's heart. And the other one was summoned by the Princesses of Heart. And my point is... Well, I mean, I guess my point is that I don't know <laughs> that it just could be that it could be things. two different things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's that's an interesting thought. Yeah, that makes me 
Because I was the reason I asked that was because I was wondering if the if that report described the same spot where the keyhole that the princess is made is. Mm. Yes. See, that is another thing that I think is really interesting. You brought up a really good point. Is that if it is a different keyhole, where did Ansem find this original Hollow Bastion door? And that's yeah. kind of something that even to this day we don't really know. Yeah. And. It's just so interesting and so tantalizing. And I want to... Okay, once again, let me bring up the fact that I have been kind of teeter-tottering on whether or not we should have an episode just dated, just dedicated to Hollow Bastion. But I think I'm going to wait a bit and bring it up when we talk about Kingdom Hearts 2. Because Kingdom okay. Hearts 2 kind of talk doesn't talk about similar things, but it has a lot of visual... Um, What's it called when you're playing a video game and you can kind of get a sense of what happened just by looking around you? Environmental Uh, storytelling. Yeah. mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2 has some environmental storytelling about Hollow Bastion. And I think... I think that is when I need to bring back all of this weird fucking shit with Hollow Bastion because it's just so weird. Uh-huh. So if you were, if you're listening and you were waiting for us to talk about that, I do apologize. You will have to wait. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. You just got to stick around. You got to stay subscribed. You know, we'll get there so eventually. True. Just not today. So true. <laughs> um, so the quote that you put here in reference to this quote was the one about seven hearts. So, The specific quote is, For the heart of light shall unseal the path. Seven hearts, one keyhole, one key to the door. And so my question for this is the same question that one of our uh, listeners had, Michael specifically, who we'll get back to eventually. But I noticed that heart of light is singular. So my... thought there my guess there is that could that also be referring to Sora the keyblade wielder the chosen keyblade wielder unsealing the path um that part of light is, that is I've literally never thought about that <laughs> like ever <laughs> that is so interesting especially because that kind of ties into um let me look and see which report it was one of Ansem's reports where he talks about He's like, I have to leave before this Keyblade wielder fucks up my whole plan. Because <laughs> also, he's trying to find the Keyblade wielder through Kyrie. Yes. Yeah. So, like, find, like, you know, using her to find him to show the path. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So, Ansem's report 11. He says. The doors can be locked using a keyblade, making the heart forever unattainable. I must take action before the wielder of this key appears in this world. Yeah. Real interesting. Yeah. Which, like, it's it's interesting that in... So this is Ansem's 11th report. It's interesting that in this report, he says that he has to take action before the keyblade wielder appears in Hollow Bastion. And that... To me, because he he says he wants to take action before the Keyblade Wielder makes that heart forever unattainable. So to me, that kind of implies again that Ansem 
is referring to Hollow Bastion's specific keyhole. Yeah. But Hollow Bastion never falls to darkness anyway. It's still in the realm of light. Yeah. Which is one of the things that makes it so weird. Yeah. <sighs> this planet. This fucking little planet. I swear <laughs> to God. What's going on? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's um, the idea of that being Sora. The idea of that being Sora is so interesting to me because I just love... There's something about Sora. I don't know what it is. And I feel like the Smash Bros. announcement trailer really <laughs> captured this well. As yes. But there's something about Sora where, yes, he is a happy-go-lucky guy. But when he is put into, like, this imagery of, like, being really special and, yes. like, being really particular, like, I eat that shit up, bitch. Literally, if I'm in the mood to cry, I watch that Smash Bros. announcement video <laughs> because of how much I fucking love this little boy. I love him so much. <laughs> I just remember a YouTube comment on that video being, like, they announced Sora like he was the son of God. Literally! <laughs> so literally! <real. laughs> um, but, like, that just kind of brings me back to this whole, like, this is the first game of this series that might not have a second game whenever they're making it. So it just, like, it's very, like, you are the protagonist, you are the heart of light. So, like, because you're mm. Sora reading that. So, like, I don't know. Like, the, it just all this stuff is happening behind the scenes, but you're the protagonist that's going to pull all of it together because that's that's this game. That, like, this game about, like, light and darkness. It just... Yeah. You know? Do you get me? Yeah. Am I making yes, sense? Yes, I do. Okay. I do, yes. And like I said, I never thought of it like that before. And, you know, when when we wrote these sentences of the different passages... Uh, or when we wrote the different sentences of this passage, excuse me, and we kind of laid it all out, I included for the heart of light shall unseal a path to be along with the princesses of heart. But with this approach that you have brought up, it's just interesting because even though those sentences are said together, they mm-hmm. really are, ta- they might be talking about two different things. Yeah. And, and I think that is so interesting because I think that might connect back to the beginning of Kingdom Hearts when... Once we talked about how the princesses of heart reached out to Sora and asked for his help as those glass, uh, stained glass platforms. Yeah. So it's just, I think that is a really interesting interpretation that kind of brings everything full circle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like, that's something that I like to bring this sort of perspective to because, again, like, looking at it from sometimes we get so into like the nitty gritty details. It's like, we kind of have to step back and look at it for what it was in the moment culturally. And just as a game, like in and of itself. Um, Yeah. And I'm not like criticizing you for like not having that approach. I just like, yeah. yeah, I've just been a Kingdom Hearts fan for so long that it's just been forever since I've, not, you know, like, when did, like, Union Cross come out? Union Cross came out, like, 10 years ago. So it's been, like, at least... When did Dream of Distance come out? 2012? So it's been, like, what, 12 years since I've thought about Kingdom Hearts like a normal person? <laughs> yeah. And not fucking insane? <laughs> yeah. That having, like, a new brain talk about these things is so refreshing. Good. I- I'm glad I can 
I can help in that way. Um, and some of you have also pointed that out in the comments and have been really nice to me this past week. So thank you for noticing. <laughs> thank you for, for loving on me in that way. Um, but yeah, that was, that was just my, my point there. It's just interesting to look at it in that way. Um, so we talked a lot about Mickey in this episode. And so first of all, before I say what I actually wrote as a bullet point, Mickey, I think Mickey is so interesting in Kingdom Hearts 1 because for some little rat who is barely in this game, <laughs> yeah, he really does have such an important but passive role. He's such like a mythical creature in this game. Yeah. Like he, he really is, is. He like he has this air of like he is a king and he is missing and we are his servants going to look for him and he has power that we don't know about yet and like it's it's crazy See? what a mythical creature they have turned him into. This household name that everyone has seen singing and dancing on TV. Like, it's crazy how they were able to create him as this, like, revered figure, which, again, yeah. that's just me talking about the writing, but go ahead. No, you're right, because just now when you were saying mysterious king and the servants have to search for him, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, that would make such a great video game uh, <laughs> story. And I was like, fuck, like, it literally, that's what we're talking about. That is the game that we are playing, yes. <laughs> it's just Mickey fucking Mouse. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you have a point here that you... Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. So, uh, one thing, I love him, but I also <laughs> hate him. And yeah. the reason is because, one, part of me feels like all of this is his fault. <laughs> like, And the reason is because way back who knows when, when Ansem is writing all of his reports, he and Mickey talk. Mm -hmm. And Mickey just fucking tells him everything, which is so insane to me because Donald was like, Sora, if you tell even one soul about our business here, I'm going to pull you by your ear <laughs> and drag you to the gummy ship and we're going home. Like, yeah. we're not even going to get you McDonald's. Like, shut <laughs> up. Don't tell we people We are not getting McFlurries on the way home. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mickey... It's like, let me tell the most evil man <laughs> everything, all the secrets of the universe. Like, yeah. Ugh. But that He's led me to question that of like, is this what led Mickey and the Disney characters to know about world order and like respecting knowledge, you know, be being respectful um. of knowledge? As in, like, are you saying, like, Mickey made the mistake, and so Mickey was like, okay, I better not do that ever again, so yeah. let me go tell all my subjects. Yeah, that's like... Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that either. Because that, that would be a natural progression, right? Because, yeah. like, you know, Ansem and Mickey meeting was before all of this started happening, and then... Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense to me of like... Yeah, no, it does. Mickey making a mistake and then trying to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Okay, maybe I respect Mickey a little. <laughs> Wait, I mean, listen, I'm here to trash on Mickey all you want, <laughs> but like, gotta give him credit Which, where credit's due if it's if due. You're, <laughs> if you're a new Kingdom Hearts fan and you're listening and you're like, why don't they like Mickey? We <laughs> do like Mickey. Mickey just... Uh, 
make some choices in this series. <laughs> this little monster. Yeah. Also, just the fact that he is the face of a multi-billion oh, dollar absolutely. corporation. Oh, it's just like, yes. we have to, you know, keep an arm's length away. It's like <laughs> shitting on Mario. Like, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, okay, I think that was our last point. Uh, I think we're going to dive into some listener emails now. Um, yes. Go for it. So our first one is from Adrian. And Adrian did write, I'm really sorry that my emails keep getting longer. I hope you don't mind. We don't mind, but there <laughs> might be some questions that you did ask, Adrian, that we won't be able to address, unfortunately. And it might be because... Um, I don't feel like it's because of spoilers, but it might just be because we've already talked about it either in this episode or we've talked about it in a previous episode. Um, So, alas. But the first thing that Adrian asked is, where did the light from Kingdom Hearts actually come from? The game states that Kingdom Hearts is sleeping deep within the realm of darkness and that the door would lead you to it. Yet when the doors open, there's no sign of Kingdom Hearts. Perhaps the connection between the door of darkness. I don't know if I accidentally deleted a word or <laughs> Adrian deleted a word. Between the door of darkness and Kingdom Hearts allowed it to channel its light through it as the doors opened. Yes. So, Im- okay. <laughs> we have talked about how Kingdom Hearts is not seen. In this game, which uh-huh. is just really weird and ooky spooky. Wild, yeah. And light does come out from the door when it opens. But then other than that burst of light, we don't see anything. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can't really say where this light came from. Because, you know, what the game doesn't show, the game doesn't show. Um, And it's, you know, I just think that, I think that's... More than anything in this game, in this one single game, not considering the whole series, but just Kingdom Hearts 1, I think it is really a choice to not show us yeah. definitively Kingdom Hearts and what it looks like. And, and like, did that play into how mystical it is? Yes. So yeah, maybe sure. that was, like, a methodical choice. Mm-hmm. But either way... I guess part of me is just, like, annoyed by it. Like, <laughs> let me see it. Let me see the fucking MacGuffin of all time. Like, let me see this <laughs> heavenly gift from God. Like, let me see it. Let me yeah. See it. Uh-huh. it just, to me, like, the way that that whole scene is set up, like, like, Sora literally says, Kingdom Hearts is light, and then the door opens, and then light comes out of it. So, like, to me, that's gotta be light from... Kingdom Hearts, like, because yeah. why? Why else would they set it up like that if that weren't the case? You know, Especially, I don't know. Yeah. Especially because I'm sure like Sora weakened Ansem, but even though it seemed like a short burst of Kingdom of Light, excuse me, a short burst of light that came out from the doors, it had to be enough light. To destroy Ansem because he kind of blew up afterwards, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it might not have seemed like the doors opening and there was like like something kind of pitiful coming out. But it mm-hmm. had to be powerful enough to finally take out this enormous threat to the universe. So. Yeah. I think. 
there, you know, we talked earlier about how the phrase, like, to get to the realm of darkness, you have to open the doors of Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Kingdom Hearts and this door do seem to be connected in some sense. And I think that's maybe what Adrian is also wondering is if there is a connection between these two and are they kind of like one and the same? Are they Mm -hmm. able to like channel things through one another? Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's possible. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately I still feel, you know, even though we have a whole fucking episode about it, (laughs) I feel like unfortunately the connections between these two objects is still mysterious and we just don't know that much about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just don't fucking know. So the next question from Adrian says, Regarding Mickey, I was wondering if the source of his knowledge on Keyblades might have also informed him on the door to darkness and maybe also the door to light, which the mysterious voice mentions a few times in this game. What do you think? I literally have not thought of that, the door to light, at all. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot honestly, that was a thing, even. Me too. Here's the thing. I think, so, I think it might, uh, okay. Here's what's really interesting. I was gonna save this for the next episode, but we'll just, we'll dabble in it. We'll uh-huh. dabble in it. But, in fact, it might even be more fitting in this episode. But uh-huh. something that is so interesting, because I remember my first time playing Kingdom Hearts 1. And in the very beginning of the game, there's that mysterious voice that says, you will open the door, or Mm -hmm. the door to the light. I don't remember what it says specifically, forgive me. Um, But in my head, while playing through Kingdom Hearts and then beating it, I was like, oh, okay, that was the door that he opened. He said Kingdom Hearts is light, and it opened. Like, that was it. But then, Sora's running through the fields, and then the voice comes back and says, you will open the door. And so... I remember, I can picture the room that I'm in playing this game and being like, that wasn't the door he was supposed to open? Yeah. Like, what is this door? And we haven't talked about it yet, this whole um, this whole series yet, just because we've been talking about Kingdom Hearts 1. But I do think that whatever this door to the light is, which I think is like, it only has like one or two references and it doesn't have any, Ansem doesn't mention it at all. Mm-hmm. Does it have any kind of exposition on it? It's so, it's even more mysterious than the Door of Darkness. I, I'm excited to get to a point where we can tackle it. And maybe that's not even yet. Like, whatever. I won't get too far into spoilers, <laughs> but it's interesting. And I, and I don't, I, cause here's the thing about the mysterious voice. You, We'll meet some Kingdom Hearts fan that will be like, oh, that mysterious voice was Mickey because it was said in this Ultimania or this interview 20 years ago. (laughs) Uh At this point, with what we know about Kingdom Hearts, especially the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1, if you know what I'm talking about and how that comes back, sometimes I'm just like, I don't trust that answer anymore. Like, what the fuck does Mickey have to say while Sora's asleep? Yeah. In this little dream sequence. Like, he, do- Mickey, Mickey is smart and he knows a lot, but he doesn't know that much. Yeah. Like, sit down, Mickey. <laughs> sit down. <sighs> but I do think that that mysterious voice is very interesting. What yeah. do you think about it, Hannah? I'm going to be honest. I don't remember, 
like what it says at all. I um okay. What well, are, let's look. Let's look. Yeah, what are the quotes from it? Okay, so the first way the voice enters and kind of talks to Sora is during the tutorial sequence at the stained glass spooky. Oh, dream that sequence. mysterious voice. I yes. was thinking there was some other one I was missing. Okay. Um but it does come back at the end of the game when right. Sora is running through the field. So let me see what it says. Let me read it. Read it aloud. Oh, oh my god. What? So uh, oh my god. So at one point <laughs> goofy so they're walking through the fields, right? They're walking through the fields. Uh-huh. They're about to see Pluto. They don't see Pluto yet. And Goofy's like, where do we start looking for that there door to the light? Like, <laughs> so they know it's an objective that they yeah. have to eventually reach. That is fucking crazy. Goofy is just an all-knowing entity that plays dumb. Okay, so here's what the voice says. Hold on. Remember, Sora... You are the one who will open the door to the light. That's what it says. That's all it says. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's like, do we have any context for that? No. Do we know what that means? No. So my immediate thought, definitely not one I had before just now, but my immediate thought when for when he's in the Stations of Awakening, that's a that's a term I'm allowed to use, right? That's for, for yeah those? yeah yeah okay if you're a new fan you don't know what it's called it's just the tutorial dream sequence with the glane stash windows right um when he's when he's in the stained glass place um did i, I say glane stash i think i said glane stash <laughs> instead of stained glass <laughs> okay. i'll make it work <laughs> um i so i want to bring it back to the princesses if it's them calling out to him what if it's them God, hey Hannah! <laughs> that is so interesting, especially because when we beat Ansem and all the princesses are kind of standing around Hollow Bastion, I don't remember which princess it was specifically, but I think one of them, maybe Cinderella, she was like, I had no idea I had all this power. Like, uh-huh. I didn't know I could do all this. Yeah. And so that alone kind of makes you wonder, like, what is the extent of their power? Yeah. And... I mean, maybe the doubts that I would have that it is the princesses of heart being the light is that they don't necessarily say things like, help me, like, oh, it's so dark in here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. but it is also at the same time a very encouraging, but also a little bit urgent, like, so much to do, so little time. Yeah. You know, that's a really iconic quote that people remember from that segment yeah and so maybe it is like hey you know nobody told you you have this important responsibility but you gotta get cracking little buddy you gotta come help us yeah so i don't know i think that's very interesting because i think they're the closest like thing that we could have to like a godlike figure in this in this series bitches better work (laughs) (laughs) um and like that's like they're they're some of the most powerful beings in in this universe that are established as of this point. So like that that plus the connection of the stained glass makes me think that's I I think that's what it is. That's my because who else would it like? Who else would it be? No, like Kyrie and Riku. Like they don't know what the fuck's going on. Like Ansem wouldn't yeah. say any of that. Mickey, I guess, is a good guess, but like you said, why? 
<laughs> why would he be doing that? Why would he know all of this? That yeah. sort of thing. Like, I know Mickey reaches out to Riku when Riku is in the Realm of Darkness. And yeah. in these scenes, it's, I mean, it's like because the final mix added cutscenes don't have voices. But that being said, Mickey does kind of talk to Riku. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might have even talked to him. Maybe that scene wasn't even Final Mix exclusive. I don't remember. I it think doesn't it matter. Was. Either way, Mickey yeah. is just text that's very reminiscent of the tutorial text. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I just have doubts. See, there's con- there's context there that makes. It makes sense because we know hmm. Mickey gets there to the to the realm of darkness with the with Sora and the mysterious voice. There's really no context backing that up for for it to be Mickey like there is with yeah, Riku. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's it's my theory. Weird, I'm gonna stick to it that it's the princess is talking to him. Honestly, I like it. Maybe I'll stick with it too. Honestly, <laughs> it's great. Thanks. Okay. So, our next email is from Michael. Hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. Again. I know next episode is about the lab in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, which is this? Which is this episode, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But when I went to the wiki to read the data log, I stumbled upon this section about the Chernobog right below it. What is the deal with him? Is he supposed to be a heartless? Is he some kind of evil demon from a world that was consumed by darkness so he got sent here? Why can Sora fly during the fight? For more... Oh, and then for topic questions. Why does Ansem say heart of light, singular, in the data log, which is what you referenced earlier? Mm -hmm. Isn't he talking about the princesses? What what did he mean when he used the verb consummate? Okay, one thing at a time. First of all... (laughs) The Chernobog. So, <laughs> the Chernobog, if you don't know, is from Fantasia's segment song, Night on Bald Mountain. And I did watch it on 2x speed, like, <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and it is really just, like, a bunch of ghosts and a bunch of skeletons and things kind of relating to death. Honestly, dancing and having a fucking party, okay? <laughs> they were kind of losing their minds in that little video. So, that little animation, the little film, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And the, obviously, we have to kind of relate that to Kingdom Hearts itself. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing about Disney in Kingdom Hearts, to me, is that you kind of just have to recognize, like, okay, what's a Heartless... And then what is a Disney creature of darkness? That looks that like a heartless. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what's another good example of something from Disney that just, I don't know, like... Um, I'm trying to I'm think. Thinking, I'm trying to think of Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, you, you know, like, um, Clayton from Deep yeah. Jungle. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. he just, like, got his heart taken by darkness. He's just a dark man. You just gotta face it. You just got to take what the game gives, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how we feel about Chernobog, is that it's Disney-related, so you're only going to get so far by putting a microscope over it. Yeah, I... Chernobog's Chernobog. I am going to just kind of be Debbie Downer a little bit on this one and say that 
I maybe the developers just put it in because they thought it fit thematically, visually, and thought it would be cool to, to fight. And they him. were so right. <laughs> they were so right. Especially, you know, if you're when I was a kid and I played Kingdom Hearts one, I never watched Fantasia. So we yeah. called this guy the Batman because he just looked like a giant Batman. Uh-huh. And he was very, very cool and intimidating and hard to beat. And you know, he. They, I think that the staff picked a really good choice in picking, you know, the climactic boss battle for the end of the world. Maybe not for the whole game that would belong to Ansem, but for the, the end of the world, giving you a big boss battle that feels really scary and really intimidating. And is it a dark side, heartless type thing? Technically, no. But it feels like it, and I'm willing to let that slide. I think you might, like, just have to put it in the same like category as like fighting Jafar when he turns into a genie fighting Ursula when uh Mm. you know when you do that in Atlantica um it's just they're not heartless they're just beings of evil that I guess are you know associated with darkness but they're not heartless Mm. um and they're the final boss because they're the villains of that world you know yeah. And if you are someone who is like, no, everything needs to relate to Kingdom Hearts <laughs> now, uh-huh. then I would say, you know, remember that Ansem did become a Heartless because even though he submitted to darkness, he was powerful and he had a strong will and he knew what he wanted. He's a bitch that knows what she wants, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. And so chances are that's what even something like the Chernabog that seems to be intelligent, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just a dark creature that is powerful and strong-willed enough to where it won't lose itself to the to the heartless. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway. Oh my god, Maleficent's dragon. There's a perfect little Yeah, 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 yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't he manipulate her into becoming that or something? Is that something he I did, remember? but he was like, open your heart to darkness. Yeah. Da, 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 you know, so. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um... What did he use when he, what did he mean when he used the verb consummate for consummating Kingdom Hearts? Oh, we could all have a laugh, consummate. <laughs> <laughs> but it just means to, to bring, bring to together. Completion. Yeah. To yeah. unify, basically. That's, mm-hmm. that's what the verb literally means. So that's anyway, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next email is from Far. Hello, Far. Thinking about the lost report makes so many questions pop into my mind. How did Ansem learn about what is written? Did he leave this information for someone to find and act on? Unlike the reports, the terminal seems to be stating a message. It's very objective and asks no questions, very unlike Ansem's other records. It's as if Ansem stumbled upon a revelation and is noting what he learned. Like we said, he's batshit crazy. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. How, though? How does observations let him to this conclusion? But then does that explain knowing about the Kingdom Key D, as he always describes the Keyblade as a singular entity in his reports? Had he learned this knowledge? Okay, so Far mentioned something that I'm going to kind of dance around to make sure that we don't spoil people. But Far brings up a very interesting point that I think is so interesting. So we talked about I think in our very first episode on Heartless, or second episode, excuse me, about how Heartless are kind of able to instinctually 
detect the Keyblade, right? The you know, Squall or Leon, whatever, when he's talking to Sora near the beginning of Kingdom Hearts at Traverse Town is like, the Heartless will always come at you because they know you wield the Keyblade. And I think um, in our Princesses of Heart episode, we talked about how the Heartless are kind of able to tell who's a Princesses of Heart. And maybe that's how Ansem was able to tell that Kyrie was a Princess of Heart. Maybe the Heartless were kept following her around. And I think that Far brings up a really good question on maybe, um, maybe Ansem gained this knowledge after like finally submitting to darkness and just like embracing it. And maybe mm. doing that gave him more wisdom and more of like this instinct of what's what. And I think that is very, very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Just like <laughs> seeing the light, haha, but seeing the darkness, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once he submits to it. That's very interesting. That I, for some reason, I think dur- <laughs> during, um, I, I think a couple of these scripts, I keep getting the the vision, the image of um, the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull when the woman meets the aliens and she wants to know everything and they give her, they like teleport all of the knowledge into her brain. <laughs> so that makes, that just reminds me of that. Have you seen that movie, Did Mel? she die? Uh, I don't think I have. I can, is it um, the lady who plays Gal- uh, Galadriel? <laughs> is, it the, is it the lady with the dark bob? Yes, (laughs) she wants she wants the knowledge. She wants the knowledge that the aliens have and like the whole crystal skull. Sorry for the spoilers. I don't know if you ever wanted to watch it. It's known as the worst. (laughs) It's known as the worst Indiana Jones movie. So like whatever. But like the crystal skull ends up being like an alien skull. And so they come back to get it at the end of it or something like that. And she mm. begs the aliens to give her the knowledge that they have. And then it kills her, obviously. So it's just <laughs> tangent over. That's just what I was thinking of whenever we talked about that. But I, I think that's a good I think that's a good theory. I think that makes sense to some extent. Yes. If that's not the case, then either way, there seems to be something about Ansem that we're not told about because... You know, we've talked before about how, how the fuck did he learn all this? Yeah. Especially because, like, between, like, let me go see which report it is. There's, at some point, like, okay, so Ansem's report 11. Between Ansem's report 11 and Ansem's report 12, and maybe even debatably earlier, he really seems to just, like, learn so much within such a short amount of time and this is part of the reason why i blame mickey is because (laughs) ansem seemed to kind of be limited in his discussion and then eventually you would think you would like run into a wall of what he could learn but it just so happens that mickey met him and told him about the keyblade and that to me seems to be like this trigger of ansem suddenly being able to learn way more than he should have yeah but we can't definitively say if that's the case and if Mm -hmm. it's not the case and it's not the darkness being the case what is yeah so very interesting and then the last thing far writes is then there's the possibility of the lost report being the basis of maleficent's plan could she have found this terminal nine years ago when she first attacked hollow bastion Even in Kingdom Hearts 1, 
Maleficent and the other Disney villains seem to be aware of Ansem, as all who are present in the Cabal drop a report upon defeat. Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Hmm. As well as the reports found by Aerith and Hollow Bastion, meaning the Disney villains likely had access to them as well. But there's nothing in reports 1 to 10 mentioning the seven princesses of heart, just princesses, yet the Cabal knows that they need seven. Oh, that's very interesting. I... I can understand where Far is coming from, but I don't know how canon Sora un- uh, getting these reports is. Because Sora also gets a report, I believe, from beating Sephiroth. Yeah. And Sephiroth is so separate yeah. from the rest of the Kingdom Hearts story. And there's also... We learn more about Hollow Bastion in the future of the series. And I I don't think Maleficent knows about this lost report. And I don't think that she has read it. And I can't really get into why, but I'm I'm quite confident that she has not read this report. And hopefully. <laughs> If you are familiar with Maleficent and you're familiar with Hollow Bastion and you're familiar with the passage and kind of the lab surrounding the passage, you can yeah. kind of read my mind that I'm <laughs> telepathically sending you on yeah. why I don't think she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but alas. But I do think that these are all great points. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have been like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. But alas, I just, I don't think that's the case right now. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of brings us into what our next topic is going to be about. Next topic, you think? Yes. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, I believe our next episode is going to be our final episode on Kingdom Hearts 1. <gasps> Unless we decide to do, like, a summary of everything we've learned. But I, if we don't decide to do that, then I think next week is going to be the last one. We're, we're cooking up crazy? some ideas for what, uh, like, a summary type thing could look like. Like, a mm. summary slash look to the, f- remember these things for the future type episode. Um, yes. So we're, that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what, whether we do a summary or not, the next episode, I believe, I'm 99% sure, because I decided I didn't want to do Hollow Bastion yet, but I think the next episode is going to be about all the seeds that this first game plants that we can kind of take note of and keep in mind of for the future. So... I think that, you know, like, for example, for example, if you want to know, like, well, what the fuck do I send? What if I have questions? How do I know if you're going to talk about it or not? We're talking about Ansem's 13th report, but we're also cross-tying that or cross-referencing that, excuse me, with various other little things here and there throughout the game that kind of are very mysterious and might be answered in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... Um, I just really quickly want to say someone back a few weeks ago when I was streaming on the Shedding Starlight channel, someone asked me if we were going to do an episode on what Kingdom Hearts actually is. And hopefully you're listening because we 
I think this is the one episode where we can so far kind of a little bit definitively say maybe what Kingdom Hearts is. So hopefully you listened and hopefully you got what you wanted <laughs> this episode. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Uh, if you have questions, email them to sheddingstarlight at gmail.com or put them in the YouTube comments. We read both. Um, yes. And I think... That's pretty much it. If you liked the episode, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube viewers, you're doing a pretty good job about subscribing. I think 90-something percent of our viewers are oh subscribed. Oh, my God. Maybe. Uh, it might, it's either crazy. 90 or 70. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good... 70 is still really high. Yeah. So, like, you guys are killing it over there. So, audio listeners, I need you to kill it as well and go... Uh, slam the Spotify five stars and slam the Apple Podcasts five stars so we can raise up in those charts so we can be seen by more Kingdom Hearts fans just like you. And also, one last thing, tell all of your Kingdom Hearts friends that we're here, that we're here to help them out, to get the little details that they never noticed about Kingdom Hearts. Um, Tell a friend that we're here and that we want to talk to them. Personally, we want to talk to your friends specifically. The one that you're thinking about right now, we want to talk to them. So, yeah, put them on the phone right now. <laughs> put them on the phone right now. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Um, anything else, Mel? We love you. I'm just so thankful. Me too. Thanks for, to everybody who sends in emails. Thanks for everybody who listens. I genuinely get so excited every time we get a little email in our inbox and I read it and it's so good. And you guys I also, it. I want to give everyone a kiss because everyone was especially nice to me last week <laughs> in the in the YouTube comments and in the email. So thank you so much. Yeah, we don't read um, emails in their entirety because... You know, emails can get a little lengthy. It's uh-huh. an email. You know, it is what it is. Uh-huh. Um, but we do read all of people's emails. We do read them. So we're, we're very thankful. Yes. We, and we're very glad and happy and yeah. touched. It's just, this has been a very successful experiment so far that we've been doing. So I'm just, I'm, I'm knock very... Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> um, and we're just, yeah, we're just so happy that his, it has... Uh, done so well so far um and we're glad that everyone loves it and um yeah that's all i'm gonna say for now look forward to our next episode so um thank you all for watching and and we'll we'll see you in the the starlight. starlight